Hello, hello, hello. Aloha and welcome, beautiful people. This is Magdalena in another episode of Touchful Podcast. A podcast in which I talk about how to live a touchful life and my understanding of touchful life. Life in alignment when your body, your heart, your mind and your spirit are aligned. When you are really close to your truth and in integrity. And this episode is going to be a lot of practical (laughs) tips and tricks of how I practice this. So I'm not uh, quite sure yet, the moment I record this, I'm not quite sure what the exact title of this episode will be. So I don't know how to exactly introduce the the title of this um, of this episode uh, to you right now but I will tell you what I want to talk about so I want to share with you my personal practices so things that I do that help me live in more integrity that help me live closer to truth that help me live with open heart, that helped me live with more peace in my heart. So all kinds of daily things that I do to live a touchful life. I feel that, I hope that this will be more or less where this episode goes. Uh, and I, I keep thinking like, what are, what, 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 are, what, what, <laughs> what other words to put in it. So all all kinds of practices that help me really be in contact with myself and be in contact, in touch with the world and in touch with myself. All kinds of practices that I do to um, get in touch with my heart, my intuition. Yeah, we will see how, how this flows today. And the idea behind this episode is that On one hand, maybe things that I share with you today, maybe they will inspire you. Maybe some of the things that I will say, you will be like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I want to try this. And probably some other things that I will share today, you will feel like, no, this totally is not mine. It doesn't feel right. And it's fantastic. Just take what you want to take and leave everything else on the table. You uh, You don't need to take everything. My intention is to give you a little bit of inspiration. And then my second intention today is to inspire you to look for your own ways of expressing yourself, of living a touchful life, whatever it means to you, of living close to truth, of living close to yourself, to your own heart, to to your to yourself. Like, <laughs> I don't know if... Probably it doesn't sound clear to all of you, but this is how I can put it in words today. So maybe things that I share, some of them will resonate, some of them will not. But hopefully they will also inspire you to look into your life through this perspective and to ask yourself a question. Okay, what are my practices to live closer to myself, to live closer to truth, to live with more open heart? to live in integrity, to live in touch with myself and with others and with the world. What are my practices? Um, So this can be a question that you can um, take into your heart and and see how it resonates. Mm. So the, 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 the practices, the things that I do, that I want to share with you, before I dive into the particular things, the particular practices that I do, I want to do a little bit of introduction, a little bit of disclaimer mostly. So some of the practices that I will share with you, they will be very tangible. They will be very concrete, very practical, something that you can literally go and do. And I feel that because I have a short list and I feel that when I look at them, most of them are like this. But some of them will feel more like down to earth and others will feel more 
spiritual or esoteric um, and I didn't put uh, I, I don't want to give them to you um, in a particular order so I will be just kind of like allowing the flow to you know to direct this this episode as I always try to do it so the practices that I will give you that I will share with share with you they don't come in any particular order none of them is more important than the other um, yeah so that's the that's the f- first thing to to remember um and the the second thing is that when i will start talking about how in practice i try to show up to this world every day living closer and closer to my truth and every day with more and more open heart and with more integrity how i do it in practice you might find it offensively simple and I want to say it beforehand that probably all of the things that I will be talking to you today, they will be simple. They will be even offensively simple to the point that when I sometimes share this with people, I can see some sort of like doubt or disappointment in their eyes and the feeling like, no, this cannot be that simple And the truth is that, yes, it can, because you know what? Life is simple. Life is simple. It is not always easy, but it's simple. Feel the difference. That to live a life is a simple thing. Life lives itself. Not always in an easy way. But it's a simple process. (laughs) And I want to share with you really simple, down-to-earth, mundane sometimes even things that I do every day or nearly every day that I find particularly helpful for myself. So I will not be sharing with you some um, some things like... Uh, <laughs> like one of my uh, favorite women in the internet, Sabrina Lynn, uh, she she has this expression that I really love. She's like she says, "You don't need to go to Peru and lick a frog to be happy and find yourself." And uh, this is how I feel exactly. I will be not sharing with you today the the caliber of practices that you know go to Peru and lick a frog, though I have absolute reverence for um, for campo medicine and. Uh, um, I, I personally love it and I have big reverence for plant medicine as well a big 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 respect but I will not be sharing with you these deep um, practices that you need to organize and you need to go somewhere do something pay somebody some money to be able to experience some sort of peace enlightenment or whatever you want to call it I want to really and, and I, I cannot say it enough. I really want you to understand it and feel it. But I will be sharing really, really, really simple things. Um, is there anything else I want to share and say and explain and mention before, before, I, di- before I dive in? I don't think so. Okay, let's do it. We are 10 minutes into the podcast already. I kind of have a feeling that I always have such a slow start with these uh, episodes that I really need time to warm up with the first 10 minutes and then it starts to flow. So we are about 10 minutes into the episode almost. So let's flow. Um, So yeah, one more thing that I want to mention. Yeah, sorry, I know, I know that... um, you will see that almost everything that I will be talking about is very embodied. Because to me, the way into touchful life, into this life in truth, in integrity, in openness, my way is through the body. I do a lot of embodied practices. I work with the body. I practice and teach Hawaiian Lomi Lomi massage. I invite my clients and my students to embody themselves, feel more you, in you, through the body work. So all the practices, almost all of them, that I will be sharing, they are very bodily oriented, I would say. Okay, let's go. 
that was enough of uh, introduction, uh, disclaimers and explanations. So my first favorite thing, and are, are you ready for uh, offensively simple thing? <laughs> because it's gonna be offensively simple. My first favorite thing is movement. And at first I even wanted to call it uh, dance or dancing, but then I, I just realized that we have a certain, sometimes we have certain associations with dancing and the moment I throw a word dancing, some people just shut down and they're like, no, no, I don't dance, I can dance, this is not for me. So I don't want to call it dancing, I want to call it movement. So feel things like free movement, free flow, intuitive movement, um, not organized movement. Like, And the moment I start talking about it, I feel my body moving. I just feel it gently moving. If um, if you listen to this and you're my client and you come to sessions of Lomi Lomi with Cacao, this is one of the things that I sometimes invite my clients to. Just this intuitive completely organic way of how your body wants to move and this is something that I absolutely love and I cannot explain how important it is for me in my life and right now I'm in the middle of um, Lomi Lomi training it was day three today for my student uh, it, it's an individual training and we start every day like this with one hour of diving deeper into yourself through the movement and sometimes it's standing and just gently shaking. It's, it's recently one of my favorite things to do. Standing and gently just shaking my whole body from the pelvis and just feeling my spine, feeling my bones, feeling my muscles. I absolutely love it. It does something wonderful to me. Sometimes it's deeper movement, finding ways to really stretch my body, to really open up the joints, to really reach deeper into the tensions and find my own ways to release it. And I most of the time do it to music, but I don't want to call it dancing because the music is just something that I like to have in the background. So the movement kind of can also be a little bit Mm, not even guided by the music because it's guided by the intuitive flow but sort of like merge with the music mm, and if you want to try this you can literally try this right now if you if, if you want to and if this is something that you get absolutely excited about please just pause this podcast and go into the movement play music that you like I, most of the time, I choose rather soft music um, so I can really feel into the kind of like almost ocean-like qualities of my body when my body can move in this very liquidy, flowy, fluidy way. But sometimes I really like some, you know, trance dance or some drums, something really deep or something electronic even, depending on what my mood is right now and what, what the calling is. So um, you can absolutely just do it to your own music or if you want to, you can check my Spotify. Maybe, yeah, I think that's the easiest way. I will leave, uh, leave the, the link to my Spotify in the description of this episode and you can go there and I have so, so, so many playlists there. Most of them are my Lomi Lomi playlists, the, the music that I play in the background for my clients when I massage them. But there are also other playlists um, that I use for dancing or for movement or for free flow. And this is pretty much my daily practice. Sometimes it's just five minutes, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes like today, it was one hour. And I noticed, and this is like no surprise, of course, that the longer I do it, the more organic and intuitive it becomes. So if movement is something that you are not very used to, and if it's the, the very idea kind of like scares you, but still you want to try it, give yourself time, do it for more than three minutes, give yourself time. And after a moment, a longer moment, sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes half an hour, you will feel that it's just there's this beautiful moment that it's not you moving your body, but your body is moving you. 
And it's a completely different feeling. And if you wonder how the heck this connects with living a happy, fulfilled, touchful life, it's exactly this feeling that I don't live my life, but my life lives me. And that's a huge difference. That I don't need to be in control. I don't need to have everything planned. I can allow for life to go through me and to embody this, to be really able to feel this in the moment. I practice movement. I practice intuitive flow. I practice um, shaking and flowing. And one more tip, if you want to try this or if you practice movement and you want to take it to a deeper level, give yourself permission to be weird give yourself permission to be absolutely truthful to the moment to the to whatever wants to express through you in the moment so sometimes i have a feeling that when i'm really deeply in in, in the movement and i sometimes do really weird things that i'm like oh my goodness if my neighbors looked through my windows right now they would be really really surprised like who is that lady next door and why is she so weird so Give yourself permission to be weird, to be you with all of the flavors of you. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful practice. And I strongly encourage you to uh, to try this. And don't think about it as dancing. Think about it as your body moving you, life moving you with a company or without uh, a company um, of the music, whatever you prefer. Another thing, and as I said, they don't come in particular order. Um, it's just kind of like how I how I feel the flow. Another thing that I do, and um, if you if you know me, if you're my client, if you're my student, or if you were um, following me on social media when I was more present on social media, or if you were watching some of my videos that were on Facebook or that are, that are on my blog, this is something that you probably have seen you might have seen me quite often putting my hand on my heart i really do it really i really do it really often magdalena you and your fantastic english sorry i need a sip of water so i do it quite often multiple times a day that i put my hand on my heart and i take a breath and that's it i don't imagine anything i don't uh, nothing it's just this very simple gesture and only recently i realized that it has become my way of kind of like embodying more of this life feeling more of this life inviting more of this life into me so very often when i see something beautiful extraordinarily beautiful that it's just just melting my heart I put the hand on the heart and I take a deep breath. When people say beautiful things about me, good things about me, I put the hand on the heart, take a deep breath in and out, and I allow this to sink in. I allow this to nourish me. When some of my clients or some of my students, I witness them in their deepest truth. This feels like such a gift. I put my hand on the heart. So... To me, and like I said, I only realized it recently, to me, this gesture of hand on the heart, it became a way of inviting the gifts of life in, inviting them in. And this is a, this is a very simple gesture that really soothes me and really centers me and really immediately puts me into my heart. Because it's a, it's a double way to reach your heart so first one is that your hand is on your heart on your heart space as i speak to you right now i have my hand on my heart so your attention immediately goes there because your hand touches this part of your body the chest the heart and then the second thing is that you have the breath and i now it happens automatically to me but at the beginning i was very often feeling into or imagining that my breath goes through my heart. Inhale through the heart. Exhale through the heart. 
a very simple thing. And now when I hold my hand on the heart, I feel that another meaning of this gesture to me is that when I sometimes feel a little bit lost, I sometimes feel a little bit out there, I don't feel centered, I feel a little bit, you know, shaken out, then this hand on the heart, it helps me to come to myself. It's like this feeling of like, oh, there you are. Here I am, here in the heart. I find something absolutely magical and absolutely beautiful about this simple gesture that I keep repeating multiple times a day. Or sometimes if I want to, if I want to go deeper, then I do a hand-on-heart meditation. So I just simply keep my hand on my heart for a little bit longer, for a couple of breaths, for a couple of minutes, for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just sitting, feeling my hand on my heart and breathing. And that's it. And if I feel that my mind is drifting away, that I start to think about other things, then I just gently bring my attention, bring my awareness with the breath to the heart. And that's it. You don't need to try to imagine something or feel something special. You just keep your heart in your hand. Or you can put even two hands on the heart if you want to. And just breathe. And feel yourself. Hold yourself. And again, when I think about how it connects to living a touchful life, it's this feeling that I hold myself. I have myself. I allow myself to feel all of everything in this life by focusing on my heart, bringing attention, awareness to my heart, allowing the love of my heart to go through me. That's how it feels to me. Sometimes what comes uh, organically and naturally when you put your hand on your heart and you start to breathe is this feeling of gratitude. And this is a very beautiful practice that you can easily go into. Just, again, hand on the heart. A couple of breaths. Tuning in, taking your breath to your heart space and allowing the feeling of gratitude to naturally emerge, to slowly happen. You don't need to start listing in your mind 10 of the things that you are grateful. Though it was my practice for a very long time and it was a very useful practice, but it was more of a mental practice. Nothing wrong with that, you can absolutely do that. I had this um, evening routine for quite some time that I was naming 20 things that I was grateful for uh, about the day that that was ending and that was my evening routine for 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 quite some time i don't do it anymore um because now at, at this moment of my life i like to more work uh, i like to work more organically with this naturally emerging feeling of gratitude that even now when i sit and i have my hand on the heart and i speak about the gratitude and i look around my room I find so many reasons, I feel so many reasons to be grateful. I look through the window and there is this natural gratitude emerging. So this is, um, this is another way to work with hand on heart. And like I said, these are offensively simple things. These are the things that you can do in your car when you are in a traffic jam. This is something that I sometimes do. <laughs> hand on a heart and a breath. Speaking of which, breath. Life is in the breath. My life definitely is in the breath. The quality of my life has changed tremendously the moment the quality of my breath has changed. And the quality of my breath has changed the moment I started practicing Hawaiian massage and going deeper into that. And even before, uh, when I uh, was practicing yoga, that was the first moment when something like awareness of the breath really came into my life. If you want to know more about it, then I think in the first episode I was sharing a lot about how my life has changed when I started practicing Lomi. And then there is a whole one episode about breath. 
I don't remember the title title of it. Uh, something like, if you want to let go, then breathe. Something like this. And it's such an, again, offensively simple, underestimated tool into peace, into integrity, into just feeling more. So in that episode about the breath, I talk more about it, that sometimes people are so afraid to breathe because it means feeling more. It means feeling more of everything. And at the same time, this is something that I so much encourage my massage clients to. And I remind myself to do the breath. And if you want to practice and if you don't want to listen to the to the whole episode about the breathing, I just want to give you one tip that bring more awareness and attention and focus to the exhale than to the inhale. Inhale is going to happen automatically for yourself. Your body will not let you die. And you can just bring your awareness into the relaxed exhale. So the other day, one of my clients, he compared it to the air that is coming out of a balloon. So it comes in a very natural, slow way. That was through the mouth. It can be also through the nose. The most beautiful thing about it is this natural feeling of slow, deep release. Slow, deep release. I love it. I do it multiple times a day. I do it always with my clients. If you come to my Lomi, then you know that my breathing during Lomi is quite loud. And I know that many of you are quite grateful for it. When I breathe for myself and I also breathe for you. And of course, coming back to what I said with the first practice, the movement, I combine it with breath. So I have music, I have the intuitive movement of my body and I have the breath and this permission to be weird. So sometimes my breath goes really weird and I sometimes make noises if I feel like it. Permission to be weird, permission to move the life through you with the help of movement, with the help of breath, with a hand-on-heart practice. It's again about the touch and the breath. So breath is in, in everything. I mean, if you don't breathe, you die. And if you breathe in a shallow way, it feels like you are less alive. It might feel like this to you, that the moment I witness my clients or my Lomi students really connecting to the breath on a deeper level, really allowing themselves to just breathe. Just let it go, just exhale, just stop holding it, just breathe out. The moment I witness it, I witness a huge change in in them, in, in how they feel and in how I feel their bodies when I massage them, for example. I don't want to talk more about it because there are still so many more to to cover and uh, if you want to then again you can go and listen to this episode about the breath and I really really strongly encourage you to. Another thing that I want to mention is uh, it will be less of an embodied practice so these three that I mentioned movement hand on heart and breathing they are very embodied, as you can feel, as you can ex- experience, maybe. The next that I want to mention is less embodied. It's more of a change of attitude. Um, that really change. I feel that it's changing the quality of my life and uh, makes me feel more alive. And it's to stop multitasking. When I was... Um, thinking about this episode and this this one thing came to me i was trying to find an antonym for multitasking is it multitasking or multitasking i don't know i'm gonna say multitasking i wanted to i tried to find the antonym so the opposite meaning of multitasking so i start good started googling <laughs> and <laughs> on one of the one of the pages uh, or in one of the dictionaries dictionaries the the antonym for so the opposite meaning for multitasking was focus and when i saw this i i started laughing because 
it really feels like this, that the opposite of multitasking is focus. Concentrated focus on one thing. And I don't do it always. I, there are still moments when I do multiple things. Like I very often, when I go for walks, I listen to podcasts. When I watch a movie, I sometimes eat at the same time. But if I go for a walk and I don't listen to a podcast, so I don't multitask, it's a completely different experience. It's not better or worse. It's just really different. When I allow myself to eat food without looking at the screen of the phone, without looking at the movie, without reading a book or a newspaper, it is a completely different experience. And I... Uh, I used to do a lot of multitasking in my life. I would be doing multiple things at the same time, especially if one of them was um, kind of like out, like semi-automatic. Like I think about, I, I look around my apartment and I think about watering plants. So I something that I would normally do is I would be watering plants and again listening to something, watch uh, something. Um, run through some ideas in my head, uh, recording a message for a friend, uh, whatever. And now I find more and more joy with doing one thing at what one time. So when I water my plants, I really want to give them all my focus and all my, all my love. And I, I'm this crazy lady who talks to plants. So I talk to them, I uh, give them really a lot of attention and I feel that if I give my attention, my full attention to one thing, then I give this whole attention to myself as well. That's how it feels to me. It doesn't need to feel like this to you. You can take it or leave it. Um, I, I keep looking around my apartment and I, now I see the ukulele. So if I give my full attention to playing the ukulele, then I feel that I'm nourishing myself, that I give full attention to myself. And that when I when I realized it, that when I wash the dishes and I don't think about all kinds of ideas in my head, normally I do this because washing the dishes is boring. But when I wash the dishes and it I, I manage to really give my attention and my focus and my love to the dishes that I wash then I feel that much more nourishment comes to me. And this is a very simple teaching from Lami Lami that I practice. When I give my whole attention and my focus to massaging you, to giving you Lomi, and I'm not distracted by, by thoughts, by, by nothing, it's just this single focus. And sometimes it's a single focus on a single point in your body when I'm deeply in a joint and it's just all my focus is there. I feel a very, very deep nourishment for myself as well. So it might be something for you to, to check in your life. How much of your life is multitasking when you do multiple things at the same time? And how much of it is this nourishing focus? And I, I noticed that the, the more I do it, the more difficult it becomes for me to do two things at the same time. Uh, like the other day, even it was like I, I turned on the radio uh, in a car and driving a car is fairly automated thing. So it's normal that we very often listen to radio or something like this. And And I was in this like, in such a state of, I don't know, deepness that I felt that this radio was too much. Just, I don't want the radio. I just want to, this focus on the road and nothing else than that. And then the other day, the radio was fine. So it's not that I do it all the time with everything. Again, there are many, many, many moments when I multitask. By the way, I should put it in air quote because technically multitasking doesn't exist. It's just quickly switching your attention between tasks. That's like, I don't know, I just thought that it's a side note that I should take. But I'm going to use the label multitasking because I feel that we, like fairly all of us, we know what it means. And that's a huge discovery for me in my life that um, I enjoy simple life. 
that was something, one of the biggest discoveries of this year, that I enjoy simple life, slow life, focusing on one thing, doing with, with it with all my heart, washing the dishes with all my, sweeping the floor with all my heart. <laughs> this was my practice um, the other day. Really putting my attention, intention and focus into sweeping the floor. When I go for a walk, I want to go for a walk. And sometimes not. Sometimes I want to go for a walk and listen to a podcast. And it's also fine. But I encourage you to tune into it and check with yourself. How is your multitasking versus how is your focus? Because there is this beautiful saying that your energy flows where your attention goes. So direct your attention wisely. Because this is where your energy goes. And this is what you get back. Okay, let's go. We need to keep moving. Or this podcast will be three days. <sighs> What's next? What's next? So I feel that it's it's going to be a little bit connected to uh, not multitasking, but a single focus. It's this pleasure and enjoyment and nourishment that I find in finding awe and admiration for simple things. And I, I know that it might sound a little bit vague, so I want to give you an example. Uh, I went for a walk today and I, I was walking and just uh, I, I, cap I mentioned it already a couple of things a couple of times uh, in other episodes just this moment of sun on my skin and uh, just to notice this and to allow yourself to be kind of like moved by this and taken by this that it's a brilliant feeling especially in Iceland to have sun warm sun on your face or when I was when I was walking I noticed that there is this tree I don't know its English name but th there is this tree that has needles but it loses the needles for the winter and then when the spring comes and summer comes it grows new needles I hope that you know what tree I'm talking about so there was one of these trees uh, on the path when I was walking and I touched the needles the newly grown fresh needles on that tree and they were so soft and they were like even now when I talk and I, when I have a memory of it I was like this was so nice it felt like touching life itself I am quite a tactile person I work with touch so I really like touching things in nature I like touching the moss Touching the stones, feeling the texture, touching the water, touching the shells, uh, the, the leaves, the flowers. And then I get the feeling that I, I touch the life itself and the life touches me. So when I have this moment that I notice that the sun is shining on my face, it feels like the world is touching me. The other day I stepped out of my apartment and I have this little, little garden and I was standing there and it started to rain. And just these first drops of rain on my face, just to notice it, instead of immediately hiding inside because it's raining, just, just a moment, just five seconds, just to notice it, that life is touching me, the rain is literally touching me. And when I, when I listen to what I say to you, I... I really have, a, have an impression that to some of you it might feel like way too crazy and too cuckoo thing and like, you know, that I'm this crazy lady who gets excited about sun and rain and, and moss and needles. But yeah, I, I am that crazy lady who got excited about little flowers and about, about birds and about uh, just so many things. I, I want these things to excite me, you know? I want life to excite me. I want the beauty of life, of nature, of people. I want this to sweep me off my feet. And I also agree to the other side of the coin that sometimes the cruelty, the injustice, 
the 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 ugly the ugliness it sweeps me off my feet sometimes too and this is the deal that i'm 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 ready for that deal because i want to touch the world and i want the world to touch me with everything and this is this little practice of literally touching like somehow for me it's easier with the nature touching the nature feeling the nature observing it with your eyes if you live in a big city and you don't have that much access to this beautiful um, vast uh, nature as we have it here in iceland it's no problem find your ways to find awe and admiration for very simple things I remember, I'm not sure if I ever shared it on a podcast before, but I remember that one of my first really deeply um, spiritual experiences and experiences with altered states of consciousness, it was when I was in my early 20s and I was practicing meditation and practicing breath and I was doing this meditation... I don't remember what it was. It was either focusing on a breath or maybe focusing on different sounds in the environment. I don't remember what it was, but there was this meditation and I went deeply into the meditation state for maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes or something. And then I get I came out of that practice and I went to the kitchen. I opened the tap, the kitchen tap, and I had a feeling that water was, was flowing in slow motion. And I put my hand under that water and the way it touched me, it felt like the water is touching me for the first time. And it was more than 10 years ago, and I still remember it. It's this kind of aliveness that I want to experience in my life. I don't want to be touched by huge, extraordinary events that I need to plan and go to and pay for. I want to be touched by by the fact that it feels nice when the water is flowing on my skin. The whole last episode about pleasure, about experiencing pleasure understood as more life flowing through you. It's about this. It's about these simple things that bring pleasure to our lives. So you can go and listen to that one if you want to. And I'm going to move into into more what else i want to tell you what else are these things that help me ground me center me open me up into feeling more alive (sighs) well i mentioned pleasure the whole episode is about it silence silence and stillness definitely being just with myself in total silence in total stillness the whole episode is about it. Um, I recorded a couple of episodes ago. A whole episode about the healing power of silence. And how silence, so no music, no phone, no distractions. How it opens you up into, into you. To feeling more you in you. To embody more you in you. And you might get a feeling that some of these practices that I share with you, they are contradictory. I started with uh, movement and sound and music and breathing and being weird, and now I move into silence and stillness. (laughs) But I want you to feel that they are not contradictory. It's just the fullness of life that we can experience. Sometimes I love to turn on music and I love to shake my body and move and stretch and just mm, get just like really juicy and alive. And sometimes I really like to make myself a couple of cacao, not couple, a cup of cacao, a cup of cacao and just sit with this cup and almost don't move and no music, no nothing, just me and the warm cup of cacao. This is something that I invite my clients on the cacao sessions. Massage with cacao. That's how we start. Just you. And more you. And more you. With every breath. With every sip of cacao. So I started to talk about cacao. So apparently (laughs) it is something that wants to be talked about. That I absolutely feel that working with um, cacao. With a pure natural, sometimes called ceremonial cacao. 
I've been doing it for over five years and it has uh, absolutely opened me up to feeling more simply because the way cacao affects my body and I also see it in my clients it's this more um, softness kind of like slowing down getting more vulnerable and more sensitive to emotional things but also simply sensitive to touch to smell to sounds and I sometimes like to play some music and go on a cacao journey but I sometimes just really like the silence and stillness and just not moving and when you think about a lomi lomi session massage session this is how it's constructed we start with movement slowly building up the session starts really softly and slowly but then there is a lot of movement every part of your body is being massaged and it's being moved your arms and legs i move them i stretch them i bend them your neck your head everything is moved everything is moved through this wave of touch and then you come to the something that i sometimes call zero point stillness the music finishes i turn off the music i stop touching you and i give you time to come into this zero point and that's the power of stillness and of silence especially if it was before that if it was a lot of movement and embodiment and breathing and just allowing your bones to come to life and then you bring yourself to zero point. This is one of my favorite things to do. I feel so me. I feel so centered. I feel so alive. So I don't do many of these traditionally understood meditations when you sit on a pillow uh, for minutes or hours. I Now I very rarely do it. My moments of meditations are sometimes this movement and dancing. This is my meditation. Sometimes my moment of meditation is this focused attention to watering my plants. This is my meditation. Sometimes the moment of meditation is sitting with a cup of cacao in my hands and breathing. Sometimes the moment of meditation is hand on the heart. So I I didn't put meditation as a on my on the list of practices because I don't feel that it's a separate practice that your whole life can be your meditation. When I massage, this is my meditation. When you are being massaged by me or by anybody else, this can be your moment of meditation. It doesn't need to be, you know, sitting in a special position on a special pillow surrounded by a special type of incense with a special type of necklace on your head. Head on your neck. <laughs> oh, that make your life a meditation. Even if it's just 30 seconds of this really deep, heart-centered focus on something. Make it your practice. Mm-hmm. When I said this about focus and practice, then the... The, the sentence came to me, the sentence that I keep repeating to myself, the sentence that I share sometimes with my clients, with my students, and it's it feels like a prayer to me. And the prayer goes, make my life a prayer, not a performance. So I feel that the next thing that I would like to talk to you a little bit about is praying. Uh, and I know that some of you might now just get rubbed the wrong way, that praying is, is religion and religion is wrong and da-da-da-da-da. Just please drop it for a moment. Just drop it for a moment. And think about, I call it praying. You can call it uh, speaking to the universe, speaking to the world, speaking to your higher self asking for guidance, asking for help. If the word praying doesn't resonate with you at all, just find a different word to tune into it. And I have lots of this, these sentences that I keep repeating, like mantras, like intentions, like prayers. 
I was even thinking the other day that I would like to do a whole episode about my favorite prayers and mantras and intentions. But today I would just like to give you this um, this uh, this idea that one of my practices is I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep calling it praying. You can call it whatever you want. And I sometimes repeat to myself this this sentence that's just I feel that it opens up so much in me. This sentence, make my life a prayer, not a performance. I want to make my life a prayer, not a performance. In the previous episode about pleasure, I shared a couple of these sentences, mantras, prayers that I sometimes repeat to myself. Like one of them is um, that... um, I don't remember exactly how it how I said it in the previous episode, so I'm just gonna say it how it comes to me right now. That uh, I don't wanna walk into my grave with my song still inside me. That please, world, universe, God, higher self, spirit, whatever you believe in, my heart, my dear heart, my dear soul, please let me sing my song in this world, my unique song. And I have many of these. And I really feel that like when I dive into this topic a little bit, it feels like a, such a beautiful and nourishing one that I feel that I re- really would like to release a whole another episode about my mantras, my intentions for life, my intentions for Lomi, my prayers, my daily, daily ways of talking to my soul, talking to myself. But for now, I just want to throw this idea uh, to you that... Um, find your words that really touch you find the words that really touch you resonate with you, move you find the words that remind you about what is important in this life and take them and keep them in you repeat them every time you need them and then finally, I feel that the last thing that I want to say is, is going to be a very embodied practice. And it just came to me right now. Uh, because uh, a friend of mine, he sent me a message today that he's going to the swimming pool and uh, hoping that I would join him, uh, which I didn't do today. But I did it the other day. And what we did t- together is that we were um, sitting in a uh, cold tub with ice cold water I mean ice cold just a couple of degrees cold water um and working with cold again if you've been hanging out with me for some quite quite some time um or maybe in the older days on instagram it's something that i would share quite a lot at some point of my life uh cold water cold showers cold tubs swimming in the ocean here in iceland um Swimming in the waterfalls, oh, this is such a... No, the moment I think about it, my whole body just craves it. Um, And a couple of years ago, I could never, ever imagine myself dipping more than a toe in a cold water. I mean, I knew that they were people who who do a lot of, you know, like they do ice baths and, and, and all kinds of that. And I was really finding them utterly crazy. And I couldn't understand why they do it. Until I started to do it myself. Uh, inspired by my Lomi Lomi teacher. Uh, and inspired by her cold showers. And how she was talking about uh, uh, working with cold. I started to do it myself. Uh, on my own with my friends. With some groups here in Iceland. Who regular, people who regularly... Uh, swim in the ocean or in a different ways experience cold and this is such a beautiful practice such an mm, I'm trying to find the words about like how I want to put this in practice Um, if you have ever worked with the cold water if you have ever went to a cold tub at the swimming pool or if you've been swimming in the ocean or cold lake, cold river, cold waterfall, then you know what I mean. But if you haven't, then it's probably oh, it's probably hard for you to imagine how amazing it feels. And that when I tune into it and how what I like about it is that it really makes me absolutely 100% p- 
present in the moment right now present with my breath present with my body and so alive that i can barely take it it's this feeling of being so alive of being so centered and focused and and just alive that it's 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 this word that keeps coming to me i cannot find a different one so uh now when I talk about it, I feel that I really want to, this is my intention for this summer, I really want to go more into cold tubs, into rivers and waterfalls and swim more in the ocean. It's something that I used to do a lot last summer and I want to do it more this summer as well because, because how alive it makes me feel. And when I think about how it connects with touchful life, it's this feeling of uh, mm, I don't want to use the word control because I hate this word um, so it doesn't feel like the right word but this kind of feeling of mm, that I can put my mind and my body in such an like alignment and focus that that I can take the cold and it actually even feels nice and it feels pleasurable. Even though to the body feels, of course, like it, it, it feels like a shock and it is a stressor. But it's this, oh yeah, I know what I want to say. It's this beautiful ability of finding comfort in discomfort. Yeah, I think that's how I would like to put it. That working with the cold, it has taught me to totally relax and surrender even if a moment of discomfort, even if the moment of coldness, when my whole system is like, run away, Magdalena, you're gonna die. And instead of running away, I just surrender and I relax into it. And with my breath, again, we keep coming back to the breath. Everything keeps coming back to the breath because breath is everything. Breath is life. And when I, the more I practice it in the cold tap, the more later in life I have this ability of just surrender instead of fighting, instead of trying to prove something to somebody, I just surrender, like I surrender to the cold and I find comfort in discomfort. And it's a beautiful and huge, huge, huge ability that, um, that I would like to train more, surrendering to life finding comfort in seemingly discomfort situations this is like even the other day when i think about it i had a really difficult conversation with somebody and that was that, that like that was stressful vulnerable difficult conversation that brought up a lot of discomfort but because of all the things that i mentioned to you in this episode i was managed to really stay in my own comfort to stay in my self to be with my breath to be with my heart to be really focused on my truth not to go into my ego and my little wounded magdalena who feels so offended and ta -da -da, but just really just put all this aside and i am interested only in the truth only in the truth and i want to go there even if it feels like i need to expose myself even if it feels like discomfort i want to go there because this is the only life worth living and I feel that all of these practices that I mentioned to you, to you today, they has they have they they supported me, they helped me, they like like they support the the, the, oh, the okay, sorry, I'm sorry. So everything that I mentioned that I've been doing, I feel that it helps my nervous system as well to just open up into. Being able to really deal with more, that I I sometimes have this like system overloads. I, I everybody has them, all of us. When I just like you know your nervous system shuts down and you feel like this is too much, this is way too much. I cannot take this anymore. But I also learn to like yeah I can like okay maybe this feels too much, but this I can take. I just need to take a breath. I just need to maybe move my body a little. I just need to surrender, I just need to breathe out, and so on and so forth. So I feel I'm gonna 
I'm gonna finish this here. I could probably go on and on and on and on, but um, it's been one hour, around one hour, and and I feel that one hour episodes they they feel good to me. I was a little bit um, afraid that they might feel like they are too long, but I also get some messages messages from you that you love the episodes, and even if there is like one hour, fifteen minutes, uh, it's it's still fine for you to listen. So I'm gonna keep doing it around one hour long, at least for now, because it feels just good and natural to me. Uh, so thank you for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, for being here, for deciding, for you deciding to spend your time with me. That really means a lot. And as always, if you got inspired and you would like to share something, if you have your own personal practices that you would like to share, I really would love to know them. I would like to be inspired by you as well. Um, if something in this episode particularly touched you, inspired you, opened you up to something, I would like to know about it. I really would like to know about it. So please, you can send me a message. You have my email address in the description of this um, episode. Just by all means, reach out, contact me. And you can um, rate the podcast, you can, um, how do you say it, um, subscribe to it, so it then you will get notifications about uh, next episode episodes. You can write a review of the podcast, you can like it, you can do whatever you can do with the podcast. It really helps, it matters for, for, for this digital wor world, <laughs> it matters. Uh, and the last thing something that I always ask you to do. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with people. Please send it to somebody who you feel might be interested in this. That really means a lot to me. If it, it's, it's a very special gift that you listen to something and you find it so beautiful, interesting, important that you want to send it further, you want to recommend it to other people. So if this is something that feels good for you and natural to do, please do it. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. Thank you for you. Aloha. And you will hear from me another time. Bye-bye.